Hey folks, I'm Nick D'Alessandro and this is Wait 5 Minutes, a podcast about Florida by a Floridian. Today is a very special bonus episode, a celebration of our best local independent bookstores all the way around the state. After spending a day at Florida Classics Library, I figured it would be only appropriate to share some of my other favorites in the state of Florida. I've collected a few from some friends as well, and to honor these important little pillars of our community, I'd like to share some of my favorites, why I love them, and why you should pay them a visit. If we're going to talk about bookstores in Florida, there's no better place to start for me, I think, than my hometown shop. It's nestled on the north end of Park Avenue in Winter Park, right where I went to college, and over the years I have spent literally countless hours in the original shop as well as the new location they opened last year. It's called Writer's Block, and it's impossible to recount just how many books I've purchased from their store. It's quiet and cozy, and it always makes me feel like I need to pick up the pace if I'm ever going to read all these books. It was at the old shop a few years ago that I went to an event featuring Gilbert King, the Pulitzer Prize winning author of Devil in the Grove and Beneath the Ruthless Sun. It was there that I met him and invited him to be on my show, which he was on only a few short months later. For that reason and so many more, it is a very special shop to me. Perhaps the shop I visited the most in my life, however, is Bright Light Books in Castleberry, only a few minutes from my high school. Back in those days, I was not an avid collector of books as I am now, but rather an avid collector of DVDs, which Bright Light Cells used for only a few dollars. Anyone who knew me in college witnessed that ridiculous DVD collection in person as I hauled it from dorm to dorm, taking up far too much space in those little corners. Bright Light is like a treasure chest. You will always be amazed by the density of books on their tall shelves, including an entire wall of comic books, a whole section of Florida books, and several old leather-bound copies of some classics. As for the closest bookstore to me currently, there's Maya Books and Music on First Avenue in Sanford. Most recently, I bought a very nice copy of The Three Musketeers for my stepfather there and an old battered copy of On the Road for myself. The woman who owns the shop was thrilled to hear that my copy of The Three Musketeers was a Christmas present, and when I returned a few weeks later, she was pleased at how successful of a gift it was. There is a small second-floor loft in this shop full of old records, cassette tapes, DVDs, and more, and I've only just begun exploring all the things hidden on its shelves. There are two shops in Greater Central Florida that I really love but visit less frequently, Renewals in New Smyrna and Barrel of Books and Games in Mount Dora. Renewals in New Smyrna is such a fascinating little shop, with two big dogs roaming and sleeping on the couches throughout the shop. There are tons of books piled high all over, stacked taller than me, creating shadows from the sunlight pouring through the windows. Underneath the stairs is the kids section where a kid could hop in, grab a book, and maybe read a while in the cubby. I picked up a copy of a Carl Hyacin book and a collection of Nora Ephron essays while I was there, and the friendly owner drifted around her shop chatting about her grumpy old dog while I roamed around. I pay Barrel of Books and Games a visit every single time I am in Mount Dora. If you've never visited the central downtown of that city, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so beautiful and old-fashioned and homey. There's a wonderful museum, some fantastic restaurants, and some of the best views of Lake County's eponymous lakes. Barrel of Books and Games sells comic books and huge boxes out front and have maybe the largest graphic novel collection I've seen at a bookstore in the state. They have used and new books in tall shelves. I bought myself a copy of the newest Zora Neale Hurston collection while I was last there. 
They also have shelf upon shelf of Funko Pop collectibles and a smaller back room with some board games for enthusiasts looking for more. It is such a great place to be. Now, it's no surprise, I'm sure, that all my favorites are a little closer to me, but I have found a few in my travels that I have quickly fallen in love with. For example, there is Sundog Books up in Seaside along 30A in the Panhandle. Downtown Seaside is an idyllic beachside paradise. Beautiful white buildings shining in the town center, glowing green grass all around, and a line of food trucks setting up permanent shop along the main road. I actually purchased my copy of Gilbert King's Devil in the Grove at Sundog Books long before I was fortunate enough to meet him. Above Sundog Books, there is actually also a record store on the second floor called Central Square Records, with beautiful classic vinyl albums hanging all over the walls and a view of Seaside's iconic town center just out the windows. Then, down on the Gulf Coast, on the gorgeous island of Sanibel, there is a pair of bookstores that I fell in love with during my visit. They're called Jean's Books. Jean's Books is actually two bookstores, one that sells exclusively mystery books and the other that sells every other genre. The latter is technically called Jeans Books 2, spelled T-O-O. Both are beautiful and sunny and comfortable, perhaps the most books packed into two stores that I've seen anywhere, more than any of the other shops that I've told you about so far. My favorite spot in both of the shops is in the second store on its second floor, where history books fill a warm wooden vaulted ceiling room, sunlight illuminating the brown walls and painting the books with color. I grabbed my copy of Lauren Groff's magnificent novel Fates and Furies there and read it on the beach for the rest of the week. My pal Seth Whites, who came on the show late last year to discuss the Porkchop Gang with me, told me of a store I had never heard of. Having read about them, I now understand why. They are actually a chain of stores that are everywhere in South Florida. They are called Books and Books, and Seth says he loves the shop in Coral Gables, adding, quote, I practically grew up there, end quote. My dear friend Bailey, who has been the voice of Marjorie Kinnon Rawlings on this show and discussed Henry Flagler's ghost with me, told me of a shop called Haslam's in St. Petersburg. She said it's been around since the 30s, and it's true. Their website says it opened in 1933, owned and operated by John and Mary Haslam. The shop has been passed down through the generations and is unfortunately closed for now due to COVID safety. Hopefully they'll be open again very soon and I can pay them a visit. Lastly, my former boss and great friend Jen DeWitt, who runs the wonderful account Towny Tourist, tells me of Brant's Books in Sarasota and Cliff's Books in DeLand. The latter is closed for COVID precautions, but you can make appointments to pay them a visit and shop around if you'd like. Their website says that Cliff himself will take care of you. Brant's Books in Sarasota calls themselves, quote, one of Florida's oldest and largest independently owned used bookstores, end quote. Their store dog named Max wanders the shop, and you can see plenty of pictures of his sweet face on their Instagram. I plan to pay him specifically a visit very soon. But the reason I wanted to write this episode in the first place, the reason I'm telling you the names of all these magnificent shops, is because of one shop in particular. It's just off Flagler College campus in St. Augustine. It's called Second Read Books. A few years ago, my former roommates and I spent a good long while in the tiny shop, chatting about books before heading off for dinner. I returned again on Black Friday of last year. It is small, 
smaller than the others mentioned so far, but its offerings are wonderful and they have a large collection of pulp novels, which I adore. Inside the shop, I grabbed a few Star Trek novels and told the owner how glad I was to see them still around, despite everything. I told her how I had visited a few years ago and how fondly I remembered it, which is why I came back again. She was very happy to hear that, very happy to know her shop had left an impact and sent me on my way, her smile visible despite the mask covering it. It left me feeling extremely cheery, very pleased with myself to have given such joy to someone whose shop had brought me the same. Our hometown bookshops are really special. I don't need to tell you that. In a time where bookselling has gone more and more corporate, it's easier than ever to settle for that option, to just go online, click the button, and be on your way. But there are some amazing online retailers that allow you to do the same but from your local shops to support them even if you can't go in person. More often than not, these bookstores I mentioned are operated by the owners themselves. They are usually the ones standing behind the counter, scanning your books, and sending you on your way with their dogs wandering the shelves. It is the great joy of an independent bookshop, the special rush that you are not just buying a book, not just spending a few moments in the company of that familiar book smell, but you are giving directly to your town, to someone that lives here with you. You are keeping the preservation of these books alive and a special place for locals to come pick up a copy of whatever they are looking for. In a time where that personal relationship is more likely to fade than not, I'm very happy to live in a world where I can walk into Bright Light Books or Maya Books or Writer's Block or even pick up books online and see the same faces that I've seen for years, walk the same shelves I've seen a thousand times before, and buy myself a brand new treasure to keep for years to come. That is why I shop at indie bookstores, so that sensation never goes away. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wait 5 Minutes. It's a bonus episode, and if you haven't listened to the episode that it's connected to, last Monday's story of Florida Classics Library, go back and give that episode a listen. I've also actually talked about Gene's books before in my exploration of Sanibel Island. There's a link to that in the description below. If you liked the episode, please consider leaving a five-star review or check out the show on social media on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at WFMPod. You can also send me an email at WFMPod at gmail.com, and you can follow my personal account on Twitter at WFMNick. I look forward to hearing from you. All the music used in this episode is from Lobo Loco. You can check out more of their music at the link in the description. All right, I will be back on Monday with a brand new episode. I am so looking forward to it. I cannot believe we are already at the halfway point of this season. I will see you on Monday with that brand new episode. Until then, be good to yourself, be good to others, wear a mask when you go outside, and please drink more water. And the next time you're looking to buy yourself a book, maybe find yourself an indie bookstore to get it from. Have a good weekend.